Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. We are in conversation with Nikki and Joelle, my special guests this week. And today our topic is eating disorders, something that they both have a lot of expertise on and that we wanted to bring and share with you. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. I would like to discuss it well that you guys are bringing to the table today is eating disorders and (laughs) did you say dun 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 I have never like had much experience with eating disorders I thought I did like I looked back I was like oh I think I did when I was 13 but that was more like body shaming and me going oh I'm supposed to look like that but I didn't really I was never able to control food or doing with food and I think I'm the only heroin addict who's never thrown up on heroin. Like, really, everybody's like, what? How was that possible? I'm like, because that's why when I did it, I thought, oh, this is clearly what I'm made to be on. Like, God just forgot to put this in my body. This is what I need in order to function because I didn't I didn't have that. I'm throwing up scares the hell out of me. And that's what I assumed all eating disorders were. But as I was talking to you earlier... Nikki, you said, what did you say? You used a new word that I've never heard. Yeah, um, orthorexia. So it's an eating disorder not otherwise specified. Um, so they call it EDNO. So it's not, you know, anorexia and bulimia um, and binge eating are the top three eating disorders. But then there's, you know, orthorexia comes in, which is not like titled an eating disorder, but it's where you are very controlling over your food. Um, you know, where you have to, it's pretty much like I eat the same thing every single day and just being very specific to what you're putting in your mouth. And when you go out to eat, it's kind of like, you're very much like, well, what ingredients are in this and what are you cooking with? And this is too much for me. Cause I don't, I can't control it. So I'm not going to go out to eat at all. Oh, so it's like a hyper, like hypo version of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like somebody who, like, I knew a girl who went through a phase where she ate nothing but carrots. Mm-hmm. And then I knew, oh, I knew one girl in junior high. I think she had to go to treatment. She ate nothing but white foods. Mm. Like, so things like, but it's not, it's different than, say, being on, uh, oh my God, what's it called? That diet, the whole food, paleo. Mm. It's different than being on, like, the paleo diet. That's not an eating disorder, right? That's just a diet where you, they don't eat sugar or something. That's just a form of a diet, but it's like, I mean, you're also just being so obsessed. And controlled by this, just like alcoholism for me. Wow. Um, where, you know, my eating disorder took over me. And if I were to, you know, especially like on hangovers, I mean, I, can I cuss on you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I right ahead. I didn't give a fuck, you know, like because I was just hungover, I was still drunk, and I was like, give me the burritos, like all the carbs, all the sugar, like zero fucks given. And then the following day, it was like, oh my God, I hate everything. And I would be crying literally like every Sunday and then would go back into, um, you know, like this boot camp army mode where I would be like, okay, like dandelion tea and hella turmeric because that would completely like get rid of everything. And then I would just eat like my stupid steamed spinach and like little tiny thing of quinoa or I'd be looking at the counting calories like crazy and I would work out at least three hours every single day just to kind of like expel everything out of my body. Um, You know, and it's it's like I lost my period for five years. Like my body was shutting down on me 
And, you know, I was losing hair, um, but I loved the compliments that people would give me and they'd be like, oh my God, you look so good. Because I grew up very overweight my entire life until I was 21 years old and started actually working out and eating healthy. And then I took it to the extreme, which, you know, I love to do with everything in my life, all or nothing. Right. Um, so I don't, sorry. If so like no, 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 that's topic. good. Okay, cool. So no, perfect. <laughs> so you would like see people that you had known you when you were a kid. Oh yeah. And they, and you love the, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Well, right. and I would always, you know, and I lived by the scale, um, where I would go on the scale every single morning throughout the day. If I like a piece of watermelon and I like, of course, you know, water weight, you know, I, and I would, it would just, it would control my day. Um, so I would always come home from the gym after working out for three hours. And if I was down a pound, it was like, oh, my God, yes, I'm going to have the best day ever. But if I was up a pound for whatever reason, because we're females and we're human beings and our weight's going to fluctuate, right. I would like literally become like, I hate everything. I need to starve myself extra today and just eat like 800 calories or, you know, I, I, I'm grateful I never got to the point where I completely starved myself or would, you know, throw up after I ate. But I definitely it was. And I remember like right when I got sober and I. I was like, whoa, this is such a huge problem. That was the first time I looked at my eating disorder. And so I went to a eating disorder therapist and she's like, okay, I'm going to tell you to not weigh yourself. And I had a meltdown in her office and was like, I can't do that. Like, no way. And she's like, well, what about just doing it like three times a week? And I was like, I can't do that either. And then it, I mean, luckily, like I got to the point where I was able to like first like hide it under my bed, but I would still weigh myself like four times a week. And then, you know, I got to this moment where I was like, I woke up one day, like a few months after working with her, and I was like, fuck this. And I threw away my scale. And it was the most liberating thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, one of them, definitely. I totally get I One thing, and I don't know if this is why I don't have an eating disorder, but I've never had a scale. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, how much, like, people would ask me how much I weigh. And I would be like, I have no idea. I don't know, like 180 or 115, something like <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and the reason I didn't is because I don't know what what is a weight that you're supposed I don't know what's a lot and I mean I know what would be a lot like with the bear ways you know what I mean but I don't know what I know because everybody everybody's code word for 90 or not code word but whenever whenever somebody's trying to say someone's like anorexic or weigh weight, they always say like 98 pounds mm-hmm. so I, I know 98 pounds must be way too little but I don't know like what I'm supposed to weigh and I think somehow that saved my life because I have gotten, I, I got on my mom's scale before and looked at it and gone, I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, is that good? Is that bad? Like, I don't, so I think like that's one thing that saved me was like not having the rigidity of that. But I knew girls who in school who I mean, not every day, every hour. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I drink water, like, aren't I going to weigh more? Then I, if I just, like, if I get weigh myself and then I go drink 20 ounces of water, I'm going to weigh more, right? So it's like, how do you even, how do you ever know? It's just like a, a mind fuck. I would go out of town and like keep thinking to myself, well, can I pack my scale? And it's like, no, you cannot. <laughs> like, but I knew like if I like went home to like visit my parents, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm safe because they have a scale because my parents like weigh themselves and I'm okay there. And I would always be like, oh, like dad, can I, can I put your scale in my bathroom? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it just literally, like, ruled my life. Just, yeah. You know, I mean, just like, you know, the bottle did. And yeah. It's just like, Jesus. And I, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, there was the most uncontrolled, like, of my life when I was, like, having health problems and, like, 
all this badness was like happening in my life. But the one thing that I could control was like the food that I put in my mouth and how little I could put in my mouth. And that was like the one time that I actually felt like, ooh, like I have the power in this, you know, with when everything else I had no power. In reality, I don't have power for anything, you know. Right. But you do over what you eat. Mm -hmm. Joel, what about you? What about your eating disorder? How did it or how did it, eating disorders surface in your life? Was it different than the one that she just described? Or It was different. And it was different, I think. You know, I saw my mom always, like, jogging. And she was on, like, the cabbage diet. And she would do all these different things. And she was often overweight. And then I got something in my mind when I realized that there were certain things that I couldn't control in my life that by the time... Um, I think, you know, in like eighth grade, my whole personality changed and my style of friends changed and started high school looking different. And I remember finding a way to feel okay about myself was controlling my eating. And as I was saying to you guys earlier, like I remember getting on a scale um, weighing 95 pounds and thinking like, well, tomorrow maybe I'll be 93. And so it was never good enough. And I'm sure I was really tiny at 95. And I remember going to school the next day. And uh, we had like softball and I had eaten just one spare rib in like three days and I swung to hit the bat and I just like or hit the ball. I just spun around and passed out Um, because the bat weighed more than you or something. (laughs) And I was like also obsessed with exercise. And what I did, which this ages me, is the Jane Fonda workout. And I would do like... (laughs) (laughs) Like all three of them, like over and over again um, and smoke a lot of weed and eat really bad cereal. And then I would throw it up and then I would go and um, exercise again. And then that pattern kind of continued for a long time. And then again, you know, it's um, it. Yeah, it would just be back and forth of anorexia, restricting bulimia and just kind of morphed into body dysmorphia of like just seeing myself looking so much different and I still suffer with that every once in a while and do what I can to um, to work on those. And definitely Nikki has been huge in my recovery of eating disorders and, you know, recommending certain podcasts and different things. And I remember one time in sobriety where I was doing step seven, um, you know, religiously, like every morning and praying for different character defects to go away. And one of the ladies in sobriety said um, that she would put like she would think of her character defect and put on a scale from one to ten of how much she wanted it to go away and then say the prayer. And so I remember I was doing um, trying to pray away my eating disorder on binging and restricting. And it was like, all right, how bad do you want to get rid of binging? And I was like a 10, of course, like I don't want to like eat a lot of food and get huge. And I was like, well, how from a scale to one to 10 do you want to get rid of your restricting? And I was like a, a three. And I just felt this kind of like this voice tell me you can't have it both ways. Like you have to be willing to turn it over on both angles. You can't restrict and you can't binge like because you're never it was like a, a, a horrible tango. Like it's never going to balance as long as you keep trying to force yourself. And um you know, and it takes time because even in sobriety, when I was uh, diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I decided to heal myself through my nutrition and herbal knowledge and went raw vegan for six months, it totally, you know, triggered my eating disorder again because I could be 
you know, I'm just going to eat watermelon with cayenne and, and lemon, you know, for three days. And I'm going to make raw avocado soup for Dana and she's going to microwave it. Um, anyways, but just Was getting... I not supposed to do that? No, you I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it, was, it should be warm, right? No. <laughs> anyway, so then, you know, it came to a point of just realizing that, no, I can't... Um, I can't restrict, I can't binge, but I think kind of the biggest thing it is that I can't fucking beat myself up anymore for either. And you have that choice of being mindful in all of our behaviors. And so that's kind of like what I focus on now. And I'm I'm glad that we are talking about this, Dana. I am too. Thanks to Nikki and Joelle for being on Radio Rehab today. If you would like to contact us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can read my blogs at Radio.Rehab. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episodes where we get more in-depth about eating disorders. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll